And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. From the beautiful Atlantic Ocean on the East Coast all the way to the Pacific Ocean where my man Josh Thompson is very close to drowning himself in. We are here with the Weighing In Podcast and our free cane shirts because there's people yeah. out there that need to understand you need a free cane. Bunch of shits. <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> uh, uh, it's The weather's beautiful here today. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. It's supposed to rain Monday, so I'm enjoying the sun today. But I was out yesterday. It was awesome yesterday, too. It's been nice all week. I think it was like in the mid-80s on Ooh. Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it came back down to the low 70s. It's a little windy nice, here. You know? Yeah, windy. for all of you guys living in the in the shitty areas of the country, okay, keep enjoying that. <laughs> but you guys enjoy all the other great stuff that we don't get to enjoy here, like democracy. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, freedom? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's all right. All right, guys. Well, hey, um, let's jump right into it. So we're going to talk about one. because we, we touched on one in the midweek show, and we have to touch back on it. It was actually a pretty fun card. Yeah, and there was like there was a lot of things to talk about. To be honest, I mean, uh, we'll talk about a couple other fights too that that weren't on the actual big main card that they were presenting. But yeah. let's talk Angela Lee first versus uh, Stamp Fairtex. Well, March Madness has begun. It has been electric. All of the upsets, I got to tell you, even though John and I talk about MMA, MyBookie.ag brings you all of your gambling stuff in all the levels from boxing, kickboxing, MMA. They do everything. You got the March Madness coming up. You got baseball. You've got baseball is back. John, baseball, baseball back. is back. Baseball so I don't know. I don't know how you feel about baseball. Also baseball is, yes, baseball is one of those sports where I don't really get into it towards the end of the season because there's so many games. But when you go to mybookie.ag, you can gamble on any of those games, bet on any of those games. They have plenty of odds for you guys to pick up on. But right now, with March Madness taking off, you've got the fights that are coming up as well. John and I will pick each other's brains and then share our knowledge with you guys at mybookie.ag so you guys can potentially make some extra money. Use that QR code right there. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code weighing in or use the QR code, which will take you there. Okay, they will give you a little extra spending cash with your first initial buy-in. So once you first, your first initial buy-in will give you some extra cash to go ahead and lay down some bets on whatever it is John and I tell you to bet on. I'm not going to give you too much advice on the March Madness because all of my picks have been wrong and my bracket was busted on day one. Yeah, so but Iowa April went... 9th and April 15th are huge fight nights and we yeah. will give people good information for them to get the money that they need for their little habit. Yep, so myboogie.ag, use that promo code weighing in. We, I mean, it's kind of an easy way to call it. The The, the fight, yeah. could, it goes one of one of two it goes one of two ways jiu-jitsu person versus stand-up person it was a but good fight got, it was it was good you gotta give angela lee credit man she stood up in the Whoa. stand-up and she delivered some shots she took some shots john she, she did i admit that, that body but she shot delivered was some nasty. Shots. oh dude that almost had her out of the fight yeah she i was surprised i was actually to be honest i because we talk about body shots all the time it shuts you down Yes. It keeps you from moving. Your arms can't lift. Your body just curls up into a ball. Your legs don't you, work. Yeah, nothing works. And no matter what you do, you can't get the breath out. And that means you cannot move. Like, you're trying to force it out. And for those of you guys, sure, some of you guys have lost your win. But, like, losing your win in certain situations versus actually 
different in the middle in the middle of being tired. That's what and the it, difference it's is. Not, well, it's, it's, only, it's, it's not only in the middle of being tired. It's in the middle of someone actually attacking. Yeah, you. that's true. Okay, well. there's a big difference. <laughs> if you fall and you, you yep. land and you knock the wind out of yourself, no one's coming after you to <laughs> fuck you up. You have time to like get your wind back, relax, yeah. lay there, go, oh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. In this situation, you got someone coming after you. By the way, who's a really good stand-up person. Yeah. She, she came after her, Stamp came after her, and was trying to put it on her. But Angela did the right things to slowly get out of certain situations, shot on the single, hung on there. I was getting worried, too, because she was taking some big shots in that single leg position as well. And then she was able to finally finish, get the takedown when she did. I just... She did some really fight good change. stuff in that first round. Yeah, fight change. She did some good stuff in the first round, got in the second round, and just uh, same thing. Just more pressure, more you know transitions. She did a really good job. Look, someone who was away from the sport for a while because she went and had a baby, came back. She's her second fight back. She's getting that fluidity back, but she also, I feel like there's something about her that's just different. I think the maturity, the way she fights, the you know, and listening to a couple of her interviews uh, last yesterday. She just said, look, I look like a, I was like, I go back and watch my old fights. I look like a baby. Like I'm a, she's like, I feel like I'm a completely different person now, which is true. I think she I mean, is. Like, I think she is. And so I'm, I mean, I saw a lot of people saying, man, I want to see Angela in like in the UFC, this and that. I mean, I'd, I would put her up against any of the fighters at 115. She'd have a hard time with some of them, but some of them would be tailor made for her. Like I think Carla yeah. Esparza would be kind of tailor made for her. The two of them and their stand-up, the two of them with with uh, Carla's wrestling and her submission, it would be a it would be a dog fight, like pretty much when I hit the ground. Yeah. And so the way that they get after each other, that'd be a great fight. She'd have a hard time with someone like Whaley Zhang, though. So Whaley's got good takedown defense, got big power, and submission-wise, you know she's not tapping off of anything. She's basically just going to go out or get tapped or break something. She's that person. So yeah. there's certain fighters that I think will be difficult for her. The whole point is, though, Angela could walk in to the UFC and do very well. Yes. In the 115 pound weight class, she would do very well. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that she's going to end up being the champ? Eh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. You know, but I, Rose would be a difficult task for her. Yeah. Rose has got good takedown defense. She's got very good stand-up. And she's good on the ground, too. So, yeah. Rose is a different, just different level, just like you're saying, Wei Li. I think that uh, someone like Ioana would give her some problems. Because she's very difficult to take down, and she's very crisp in her stand-up. So it's the one thing, if you were watching this fight with Stan Fairtex, her takedown defense is just not. It's there, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about, you know, everyone talks about how tough she is to take down, and you watched her do certain things, and you go, that just led to the takedown. What are you doing? Yeah. And so it's that's just the difference in level change when you're talking about that next level up. But I think that Angela Lee could fight with any of them. She's just, she's a gamer. And as you're saying, she's fighting better and smarter now than she was in the past. And that body shot she took, like she's, you know, she she didn't turn. She got hit and she backed up and you could see and she was crunching down and you could see it. But it was all the things she did in that moment that kept her in the fight. And you look and you go, hey, Smart move of how you handled that situation. Smart move of getting into that clinch the way you did. All the things that you know she was doing. That's what. That's the difference of winning and losing fights, and that's why she won. Yeah, exactly. Impressive. I mean, people continue to like look when you look at uh, Muay Thai fighters. 
they are not the easiest people to take down because majority of MMA fighters rely on the clinch to get the takedown. Well, that's yes. where they make their living in that clinch yes. area, in that in that over under tie, like that type of position. Like it's very difficult to to yeah, get well, takedowns against. And that's because look at the the double leg takedown from from afar. That's a thing of the past. Yeah. Okay. That's not something that you, and you'll get it in there every now and then, but that was bread and butter in the early days of MMA. It's not now. No. And so that's the way to actually kind of take down a tie fighter yeah. is you got to have that blast double or, you know, that ability to, you know, that running tackle, or, you know, that's, it makes a big difference in it. And if you're going to talk about, you know, the styles of fights, just go to the next one with Demetrius Johnson. Yep. And Rotang, watch the first round and watch, you know, how much pressure and forward motion that Rotang has coming after Demetrius. And look, I thought Demetrius did a great job at times. And he landed some good shots. He landed some big shots. Thank you. I was like, God damn, that was a yeah. good shot. And Rotang just fucking walked right through it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. But seriously, I mean, Take a look at that first round and look at the way that Rotank goes after Demetrius and Demetrius is fighting him off the whole time. And start of the second round. Without the, he's, he's circling, he's backing up. And that's the difference between when you have the ability for someone to take you down, it's different. You know, that, that fight is a perfect illustration of the difference between the skills of a Muay Thai fighter and what they can really do and when it comes to the full skill set of an MMA fighter and being able to take someone off of their feet, being able to keep out of that person's danger zone, you know, and as soon as Rotang hit the ground with Demetrius and he got his back, you go, he's in trouble. Yeah, and but he if was, you go back. And he's if, tough. If you go back to the Angeli fight, right, with uh, Stan Fairtex, what you had to be very careful of is shooting on the double because Muay Thai fighters are really quick with their knees and knees not just in terms of like the clinch, you know, like I, I've trained with some of the, some really, really good Thai fighters in the clinch when they're on your head, as well as their knee activity. I've seen guys in, in AKA get knocked out by good Muay Thai guys because their timing on their takedown was not on point. Yeah. So in this situation, DJ had to wait until Rotong threw the, the strike and then slipped yeah. under and came to the back basically. Yep. So he was able to duck under that comp that I think it was a left hook. He ducked under the left hook and got right Right to the back or got to the side and then got got himself to the back that was beautifully executed the speed was the factor because dj is normally the faster fighter he is getting older but he is still pretty damn fast as we saw yep. Yep. but when it came down to the stand-up damn they were throwing down what i loved <laughs> was that dj he threw back he didn't just circle stay away yeah, and try to get to the clinch every yeah. single time he threw back and a lot of the what he threw landed cleanly oh just yeah. rotang was just a different level in terms of his he can take a shot. He can give a shot. He was mixing it up. I got nervous for DJ in that first round because he was taking some shots as well. And oh, they yeah. were pretty big ones. But it was fun. That first round was really fun. And I loved, I got to be honest, man, I missed this in terms of the throwback days from the K1 days, from the pride days. One round of MMA, one round of, of kickboxing, or even if it's just a specialty fight like we're going to talk about with uh, Galvao and uh, DeRitter, like that grappling match. I love what they're doing. I love that. But the problem is they're having a hard time attaching themselves to the American market. One is. But I love I love what they're doing right now. I love this little back and forth, you know, um, like where you're, you're filling in some stuff where – 
DJ had the fight stand up against a world class kick a Muay Thai guy, and then had turn around and put on the MMA or didn't put on the MMA guns, but yeah, basically turned, turned it. They were already on, but then they turned learned, it into they an learned MMA something fight. from watching the past. But it was great because <laughs> now now Rotong is going to basically understand that he just went with one of the best guys in the world and understands what it if not pretty much one of the if the the best guy he's so damn good one of the but best guys that ever fought yeah has ever fought he is someone that like, hey, look i just went with, and he fought off the submission a couple times oh yeah he was able to get away get rid of that rear naked a couple times finally got caught in it but dj is a, a dj is a different level on the ground he's phenomenal his wrestling's good his striking's good he's faster than the majority of people he is a stud and so the fact that this fight was a really fun fight. They did first round was Muay Thai, like kickboxing, and the second round was MMA. And they would have went to a third round. And yeah. then I think it would have went to another round of MMA after that. Yeah, as it would have well. so, gone to a, a third round of Muay Thai and then yeah. back to MMA. Yeah, and so that would have just it would. I mean, overall, that was a really fun fight for me because both of them had their moments. And like I noticed the same thing you noticed. First round. Rotang was walking him down, and DJ was surviving, basically just fighting for his life. It but in that second round, it was reverse. <laughs> total. DJ was walking him around. And like we talked about last week in the midweek show, I said, these one fighters seem so much bigger, so much bigger than 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 DJ. But this is finally, like, DJ no, seemed a little bit smaller, close. but it yeah, seemed close, bit. though, this time. Yeah, it, it seemed close. But it, it was a fun fight. That, to me, was uh, it was a really fun fight to watch. It, but uh, Not only was it a fun fight, you got to give it to DJ. Yeah. That he'll put himself in that position to actually take that fight. Because that's a dangerous thing to do. Because you know that first round, you're going against a guy that is a fucking just stone killer when it comes to Muay Thai. Multi-time world champion. This dude is a stud. And you got to fight under his rules for those three minutes. Those are the longest three minutes of your life at that yeah. time, and he takes you know he takes that and he takes the challenge, and then he you know comes up with the win. I give it to both guys. I give it to Rotang for taking it with you know DJ and DJ taking it with Rotang. So well, let me ask you this though: when when a promotion is paying you the amount of money they're paying DJ, yeah, you, you just take what they, they take, yeah. <laughs> but but that being said, John, there's a little bit of buzz going around right now because, and, and I'm going to go off topic just for a split second off of this card, that there's certain fighters in the Bellator uh, Bantamweight World Grand Prix, and I'm not going to mention names, that are basically pussyfooting around and saying, oh, there's a million dollars online plus all my, my fight purse, but can you can you move the tournament? Can you... Can you, can you can I get this special, opponent? And, yeah, can, can make I make special, special stuff for me? circumstances for me? No. <laughs> Sorry. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, no, this, these are the same people that'll sit there and go, I should get paid more. Here's your it's chance. Not, John, Here's your chance. That. It's not even that. If you follow these people, which majority of people do, if they follow them, they'll realize they're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting ready for my fight. I'm doing this. They're giving you the spin on their social media. But in reality, they're giving the promotion a shitty time. Yeah, well. And I'm just thinking to myself, look, man. This is your opportunity. Take it or leave it. You don't want it. Someone else is going to step in and get a but, shot at a million dollars. Here's what Take happened. Take it or leave it. We but understand the Sergio thing. Sergio is the guy that nah, he, he got legit injury, surgery, yeah, like totally. sent it to Bellator doctors. They already checked it out. Plus his own doctors checked it yeah. out. Everyone understands like it's it needs to be done. An injury happens. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing though. Those types of things will follow you. Yeah. They, they don't go away. No. All right. And it's not only they don't go away with your current promotion, but you want to go somewhere else. They're going to know. They're going to hear about it, and they're going to have that in the back of their mind. Eh, this person tends to uh, 
pull themselves out at times. They tend to change, try to change things up. Not a good place to be. And it's been done in the past. So you need to be, you need to be smart. Look, stuff. all three, like, let's just say the, the four biggest promotions you've got UFC, Bellator, uh, PFL, and Once. one, those four promotions, even though they're all battling against each other, there's people on the inside that all know each other. They've all worked together. They all do this. They, like you said, exactly. They interlock. They know. And if they don't know, then they know the media that knows. And then, so these type of things, which is frustrating, I think. So when you have something like that, DJ, DJ did based off of, hey, you guys are taking care of me. You guys paid me a huge contract, a huge yep. contract. Yep. He's making good money. I can do this. It's not like he's a scrub. He's one of the best guys ever in MMA. He's good on the feet. He's super fast. Obviously, he's got good wrestling, good submissions we've seen in the past as well as we saw in this fight. Look, he's getting paid good money. He understands this is the fight business. I am an entertainer. Yep. I am a prize fighter. That's it. Whatever you put in front of me, I do. He's amazing, man. I actually I love I love yeah. watching him fight. Uh, I didn't get to see the Adriano Moraes fight, but um, I did watch the Sexy Yama and Aoki fight. Oh yes. Who? <laughs> oh man. Two rounds. Totally different. <laughs> can can I can I say this though? Look, I I'm, I've been a big fan of Shinya Aoki forever, forever. Yeah. Had it oh. had Sexy Yama's back for the whole first round. Entire. But coming into that second round, right, it just seemed like he wasted so much energy holding that body lock, that figure yep. four body lock. He had no answer on the feet. He had no idea how to get his, the fight to the ground after that first round. His, leg, his legs weren't there anymore. John, you, the movement never, of his legs. Go ahead. I've never seen. I've never seen a guy look so shitty on the feet. And I love. I have nothing but respect for this guy. He was lost. He was so slow. Yeah, he got hurt so early lost. too. He did. He got hurt early in the second John, round. He got hurt he right did. away. He did, but there was no sense of like circle, stay away, circle, stay. And I get it. I understand. He's a dog. He, he's a, he's a guy that he he'll stand and he'll trade, even though it does not benefit him because Yo, he, no, no. his he's a little bit older. His chin's yeah. been been suspect and he for a have while big now. Power in his hand. He has no power. But the two of them, it made for a very action packed like finishing a finale kind of second oh, round. Yeah. It was fun. But I'm like I'm yelling at the TV, going, "What are you doing? Snatch See, a now, single and, and, and pull guard." You, that like, one you want to talk about, look at the difference in size. Yes. Look at the difference in size. I mean, you know, Akiyama is built, you know, like a brick shit house, big legs, everything. You know, Aoki's thin, thin legs, yeah, thin body. You know, and so just to Although generate Although he looked a little power. more muscular this time, John. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, he, he, didn't look near, he didn't look near as muscular as fucking Little Sakiyama. suspect. Little yeah, suspect. You, <laughs> here, you want a little suspect? Uh, Take a picture of... Sexy Yama when he was fighting in K one. Oh and yeah. Then, then then take take a picture of him when he's fighting in the UFC. Now take a picture of him again as he's older. Yeah. And fighting in as one. You just said it as he's those older. Are, as those he's are some older. good vitamins. Jeez, those are some man. good vitamins. It's so crazy, right? I'm like, geez. Hey, it is what it is. Hey, we're gonna have weight cutting stuff though. Okay, but we're gonna go ahead and let you guys that's abuse the, the, that's totally the stuff. You just don't get it. I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Anyways, uh, but look, um, just so you it, know, right there, we're both haters. Someone I, I we are. Ah, oh, you're just haters. Look, here's the it. thing, though. I just, I, as long look, as both can do it, I don't care. I I've got a thing for one. I've got a thing for one man. I really truly admire what they're doing. I love. I've I've always loved their promotion. I've got friends that work for the promotion. Mm. I, I love the fighters they have, and I think people don't they over they underestimate. I should say 
the level of competition that they're facing. And you look at, you see it with DJ, you see it with Eddie, you see it with other fighters that come in there. They don't realize that these these fighters are good, not just good. They're they're but the problem is they're very good in their perspective sport. Whether it's jujitsu, like you've got Andre Gaval who competed also in this uh, in this uh, in this pay per view, as well as um and who else was it? I mean, you've got you've got Buchecha who didn't compete this time. You got Buchecha, Goran Ryan. You've got all these other top level jujitsu. Yeah, Gary Tonin. They're really good. But they're good in their perspective sports. Like got a lot of ton of ton of top level Muay Thai fighters. But they're good in their sports. So when you get someone who like a DJ who can mix it up to get yeah. takedowns, good submissions, all of those things. Angelie, she's not the greatest on the feet. I've never said that. I will never say that until she gets better on the feet. But she is phenomenal in terms of she's a she's a dog. She's a fighter. We say it all the time. She's someone that's just gritty. She's that junkyard dog. She's going to press, put action, try to get the takedowns. If she doesn't get the takedowns, she will throw, but to get back in on the takedowns, she's a very high fight IQ fighter, and that's why she's successful in what she does. To me, when I looked at Aoki, though, John, I didn't see a high fight IQ. I saw someone who really came out there after we did the, the midweek show. He came out with a little bit too much aggression, too much, a little bit almost like anger, and it, it backfired on him. And every single time you and I have talked, and I've said this, I don't know how many times, every time I fought angry or anytime I fought with that type of emotion, I lost. I fought shitty, got smashed or whatever it was. It just wasn't there. And that's what I saw from him. He had great control in the first round, got the back, had good. But then after that, his legs were done. He wasn't the same fighter coming out. He did get rocked early in the second round, but it was a different fight. Oh, yeah. You know, I look at it. To me, that that's one of those fights. He took a challenge. He went. He went. You know, after a bigger guy, he had his chance. Sometimes, you know, it's when you do things, especially against smaller fighters, that work for you time and time again. And I can go and look at you know Aoki. He did a uh, remember remember Lyle Beerbomb? Yeah, you know, fancy pants yes. up from uh, yes, I do remember Washington. Him. Yeah, yeah, him and I had to be for a while. Yeah, him and Aoki fought, and Aoki face cranked him. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that was something that Aoki would go to a lot. Instead of going for the choke, he would go to a face crank, and he was good at it. And it hurts, you know, it's painful. And he was trying it against Akiyama, and a lot of times guys are going to tap to it, and then you'll get that guy that well, I'm not going to tap to it. It hurts. I'm just going to yeah, put up I mean, with it. That's and, Conor McGregor. Conor yeah, McGregor tap to it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just listen to you man listen to you i'm you're a horrible I'm human just, being i'm not horrible <laughs> i'm just pointing out so look a lot of our fans are ufc fan watchers and they they're majority of the ufc fan watch we understand that and i have to relate them to somebody that they can probably relate to oh, i see khabib, what you're doing there okay they've seen the khabib and the and the uh, connor fight and they can say like you know that's the fight that I remember where someone got submitted with the jaw lock. That Basically was the, jaw. the cross face. Yeah, they got yeah. submitted with the cross face. But, you know, Akiyama put up with it throughout the first round multiple times. Yeah. And, you know, when that didn't work, in, in Aoki's mind, something that works all the time for you, and now it didn't work, yeah. kind of gets to you. And I think yeah. that's what happened. But it was still the, an interesting uh, fight. But let's talk about... <sighs> All right, we're going to go into a different realm. We're going to go into a Muay Thai fight first. Okay, perfect. Because I love uh, John Wayne Parr. I've always yep. loved him. He's a great guy. Just an outstanding individual, but absolutely fucking nuts. Yep. <laughs> Insane. 
How and he's going he? against Edward Foljong, who you know has got power. And Foljong was landing some bombs in that. And here John just keeps walking forward. <laughs> and and you and and here's here's the thing. And John, if you're listening, I love yep. you, man. You're you're you have been awesome for the sport of Muay Thai. You've been awesome for kickboxing. You've been awesome in the martial arts. No. But you could really see the difference in the speed. Yeah. You know, John's older now. And so and the he's power gotten, he's gotten slower and the power and just, the, you're talking about a guy that's got an artificial hip, you know, in John and, and all these things that, man, you can have all that bad stuff going here in heart. You will never find anyone that's got more heart than that, man. He just yeah. kept coming forward to the point where Paul Young is finally like, I have hit him with everything I know. I with and that son of a bitch keeps walking me down so i it was in one way it was sad because i i you know i don't want to see john take punishment but it was in one way it was awesome to watch yeah john just show hey man there ain't no stopping me you know well he, he went after him big john round one was kind of like a filler out round for both of them they had some landing some good shots they were getting after each other whatever it was round two for a long started putting it on him oh the speed was a factor huge you know john wayne Parr fights at a pace that just continues to go though he kind of builds up and ramps up the more yep. you hit him the faster yep. and the harder he tries to push comes you forward he comes forward and he just puts you on your back foot well look what people don't realize that they do realize when you watch enough mma fights when you put a good MMA fighter, if you put them against a boxer or you put them against a good Muay Thai person and you put them on their back foot, they get tired faster. Oh, yeah. Because in reality, right, in MMA, I can shoot, grab your leg, or I can lock to a body lock and lock do all those clinch, things. Yeah. You can't do that in the Muay Thai. You can't do that in boxing. So when you're fighting those type of fighters, you're on your back foot a lot and you're running a lot, you're circling a lot, you're trying to do movements that you're not used to being able to do because your go-to is to clinch and grab the legs or clinch and grab the body or get it over under, whatever it is. In this situation, Foylong was putting it on him in the second. He even dropped John Wayne Parr in the second round. Yep. Coming into the third round, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. John's like, yeah, watch this, guys. Hold my beer. Yep. Hold my yeah. Fosters. My That's Foster. what he said. Hold, hold my Make Foster. it cold. He just he walked him down and put him on his back foot, and he was getting exhausted. And it was amazing to watch. And I was just like, on the, I was on the edge of my seat going, get it, John Wayne Park, get it. <laughs> I knew if he didn't get the finish, he was going to lose, but I was still yeah. like, man, this was a good, this was this is how I wanted to see you go out. I wanted to see you go out on your show. And his nickname, The Gunslinger, it, yeah. I couldn't think of a better nickname for him. Absolutely yeah. amazing. He is a stud, and I want to wish you a happy retirement. This was his retirement fight. And I, nothing you know, hold best, on. Buddy. I want to say this. John, you've retired multiple times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I expect to see you back next month. I hope not. Uh, I love you, though, dude. No. He's got to be done. I mean, like, it's just. Like, it's hard. I, no, the thing is, he's fought everyone at the who's who at the highest level. Oh, my so God. So for him yeah. to come back and whether it's Muay Thai or for him to come back and do an MMA fight or him to come back and do whatever, even if he does a grappling match, you know what I mean? Like, he wants to compete against the highest level. It doesn't matter what it is because that's who he is as a dog. I mean, he's amazing and uh, I love. he's a great person, too. When you sit and talk oh. to him and you get a chance to exchange with him, he's he's amazing. He's amazing. So I want to wish you a happy retirement. I wish you all the best. And uh, thank you for... Thank you Thanks for such for a great fight. That was a great yep. fight. Oh, it was. And then we'll talk about Andre Gaval, who fought uh, DeRitter. And honestly, John, I got to be honest, man. I was expecting more out of Gaval. Ah. I was expecting. Now, the, the reason why I'm saying this, 
on the bottom, he didn't look like I've seen him look before in the past. And I've trained with him. I've seen him. He fought in strike force back in the day. His explosiveness, I've really, and I've said this for I don't know how the longest time now in terms of people that I've talked to, from Gordon Ryan to people with, with other, you know, with other teams, he's put on too much muscle. He seems very stiff on the bottom. But on top, different level. Yeah. Different, different exchanges, different positioning, different control, but good pressure. But that single butterfly hook of DeRitter yep. caused him nothing but problems. Every time he got to the top position, you saw DeRitter, he would get at least one, one butterfly hook inside, and he would elevate him up and, and just keep his hips a little bit light and start to move him. I thought it, overall, if I just looking at it, look at it. I expected Galvao to win this. Yeah. Now, DeRitter is someone who is a two-division title holder in one and lives off of his jiu-jitsu. But come on, if you want to compare them, you know, as yeah. far as accolades within the jiu-jitsu community, it's not even close. God damn it. I'm just going to say that DeRitter was fun to watch as Galvao attacked him, how he stopped a lot of things because very good at you know when he would get the underhook at times when he would get that butterfly hook when he would sit there and extend out and then sweep him back and just off balance him i was just like it was a beautiful display of a guy who look he lives on jujitsu in the fight game but he's not just a pure jujitsu guy like galva and he did a great job in that yeah. you know if, if you're going to go off of if it was a points thing or something galva wins but it wasn't and so it ends up a draw. And I love the fact that he called him out and said, hey, next time, why don't you come into my world and we'll do an mm. MMA and we'll see how it, how it goes. And it would be different. It would be a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, Goval's good. He's older, though. Um, yes. The transitions weren't weren't as fluid as they, I've seen them before in the past. Yeah. He's carrying a lot of muscle that he didn't top, use to Top carry. pressure don't... is impressive when he, yeah. when he can get to a place where he's comfortable. Man. He just crushes. Yeah, yeah, I agree with but, you. He's on top. Yeah. But yeah, he was struggling a little bit more the more so than you would think for someone who's who's trains. He he trains a lot of the best best guys in the world right now that are hot on the circuit, yeah. you know. But he's got he's got someone chasing him down right now who's just been yeah. bugging him and bugging guy him. Named Gordon, Gordon Ryan. Ryan? <laughs> Gordon Ryan's made it very public that he's just waiting for. Galval to show up at one of these, you know, at one of these tournaments. I think ADCC is coming up. I think he's going to compete in it. So we're going to see if he you ends have, up getting to the finals. You have to admit there was that one arm drag that he did, right? Yes. It was beautifully done. It was like artwork. I was like, I'm, oh, that was sweet. <laughs> I'm not saying, like, there's no way I can say sit up here and say he's not good. I'm just simply yeah. saying that, like, it, it was a lot closer than I would have thought, and yeah. on bottom, you know, on bottom, he looked a little, a little stiffer and a little more not as fluid as I've seen him look in the past. On top, he's an animal still. Like he's his pressure, his knee control, the way he switches in and out of guard into half guard into full mount, but all those things. He had a beautiful, we call it dope mount. It's an old BJ Penn type yep. style mount. He had a beautiful dope mount at one transition. I'm like, this is this is nice. Like don't get me wrong, on top he's a beast. But I put him against Gordon Ryan. Is he going to be on top or is he going to be on bottom? I don't. I don't. I don't think the matchup with Gordon is a good thing for him. Yeah, not not makes... at this time. At one time, a younger Galvao. Yeah. Yeah. But and then like the, a younger, a younger Galvao this, was 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 lighter. Yeah, but and this, you, 
you can't hold on to it forever. You know, no, I, that's I, amazing. I, I get that. I, I, I hear people and then they want that guy, you know, that has done so much to continue to face the very best. It's like, Hey, yeah. You know, it go, it, it, it tends to go away. Even though you're continuing to train, you can't keep that level. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't happen. And it's, uh, age, age takes it away. Yeah, you got to look at like the guys like Randy, man. Randy was able to make it last longer because he bounced from heavyweight to light heavyweight, back up to heavyweight. He did this, you know, Dan And Henderson, because same a thing. lot of people could not, and look, I trained with him too many times. A lot of people just do not understand the Greco Roman game of Randy Couture and the yeah. way that he, in the clinch, could wear you out while he didn't get worn out. You know, and he was phenomenal. And guys didn't understand how to stay with him. You know, and they would work real hard to, to try to outmuscle him and all that stuff. And he would just, it was the same, it's the same concept of what Khabib did yeah. with taking guys down, you know, getting his hands and riding them and then letting them get back up and then boom, taking them back down. Randy was doing the same thing up against the cage yeah. in the clinch positions. He was just wearing you out. So, yeah. All right, Crazy. let's jump into the UFC talk. Let's do it. Ah, uh, you want to start with the main event? Let's go. Oh, sh- let's go main. Let's go main event. All right, let's go right away. Let's go. What'd you think? Um, look, I I think one thought Dacus, crossed my mind. What's that? I said there was one thought that crossed my mind after the whole thing. But go ahead, I'll I'll explain it. Dawkins coming back being a main event after losing the way he did in his last fight, it just I think it trickled down to this, and then Curtis Blades. He had he needed that. He needed that to make his his statement in terms of, hey, I'm not the boring fighter. When I talked about this fight, when we talked about this fight in the midweek show, you read the 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 if you read the comments, because I do, I know you don't, but I'll read them to you just out loud. <laughs> okay. And what it is is that people said, Oh, it's gonna be a snooze fest. He's gonna take him down, he's gonna hump him, he's gonna wrestle him to death, all these things. I didn't see that. No. You know, I didn't see that. Now I'm hoping that Curtis Blaze doesn't get caught up into the Corey Anderson situation oh, where he ends you up. Just, you just took it from me. All right, for everyone out there, if you have the nasty habit of smoking or vaping, we have got the cure for you. It is fumed. This product right here is fantastic. This is the product that can help you beat that nasty smoking or vaping thing that you do because it replaces the hand-to-mouth habit that has just become natural to you. And you'll have that same thing with this incredible product. You're going to use this prominent and the cores that are essential oils. They have all kinds of different flavors. Conquer, peppermint, lemon, berry, bliss. In the, in the winter months, talking about Christmas, they even have eggnog. It's fantastic. Fume is a complete system for you to be able to stop your smoking or vaping habit Replace it with something that is healthy. Fume you can do while you drive to work. You can do it on a plane. You can do it on a train. You can do it with your kids there. There is no odor. There is no vapors or fumes or smoke that is going to affect anybody out there. It is a natural way for you to start on a healthy new you. And that's what we all want. For everybody out there, all you have to do is go to Breathe Fume, and Fume is F-U-M. Do not use an E on the end. BreatheFume.com slash weighing in, 
and use the promo code weighing in and you will get 10% off of not only the prominent, but all of the essential cores that you buy that will help you get a good infusion of something that smells good, makes you feel good, opens you up and takes the nasty habit of smoking or vaping away. I believe in fume. I love this product. I use it myself, even though I do not smoke or vape, but it does open you up and makes you feel just fresh and happy. Use fume. Try it now. It's a great product. Please become healthier today. Fume is the way to do it. The first thought I had after this watching him was, Curtis, that was a nice win. Don't get caught up into the Corey Anderson. You're going to end up wishing you didn't do that thing that is making you not as good a fighter. Yeah. And that's the big thing. Look, this was a nice win. It was a great win for Curtis. He looked good on the feet. Uh, I actually thought he looked better on the feet than Dawkins did, you know, through yeah. you know, that first round. Yep. I thought he was the one that was really controlling the fight, controlling the distance. He landed some good stuff. He got hit a couple of times. You know, you're, getting, you're in the fight. You're, you're throwing hands. You're going to get hit. But the one thing that popped in my head was afterwards, man, don't, don't get into this. You're trying to make the promotion happy and you're going to change who you are. Yeah. And that's going to be your undoing because you will get hit by someone that's, you know, in the heavyweight division it only takes one. And it's, you know, keep that wrestling. You're good at that. This is MMA and, you know, continue to improve in your standup. And you have, I think you're, you're absolutely better now with your standup. You looked really good against Dawkins. That was a big, big shot. You hit him with and very well-timed the whole thing. Don't lose what got, what brought you. Yeah, don't lose focus of what got you to the dance. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. And that we've we've had this conversation too with Corey Anderson. We've had this conversation with other fighters that are predominantly wrestlers because they get caught up in listening to not just the fans. No. But you're gonna get a little push from the organization, like, hey, yeah, you gotta be a little more excited. You gotta be, yeah, you know, won't. let's try to get some Look, more. It's easy to, it's this. easy for the UFC to sell exciting fights. Yeah. It's not easy to sell fights that aren't exciting. Yeah. And so, so I, you know, yeah. You get that you get that kind of highlight for them, they go, Oh. Let's we can put that back in, put you up against someone else. It's great. You know, I well, understand what makes me think that they're really trying to do something with Curtis Blades is that they put him against Dawkins coming off of the loss that he came off of in a main event. Like, yeah. hey, this guy's in the main event, you know, da da da. Most fans are not going to go back and research who Dawkins is. They're going to go, oh, it's the main event. Curtis Blades and Dawkins. Okay, cool. They're going to watch. They're not going to do the research that he just lost and he lost. He didn't lose. He lost a bad fight. Now he comes back. Now he's main eventing, and this is what happens. And I felt like it was a quick return, and to be in a main event, not a good idea. You know, it sounds good because you're getting paid normally when you're in a main event. You get a little bonus for being in the main event. So obviously for Dawkins, he's like, yeah, for sure, I'll take it. Sure. Trying to get back, trying to get back that loss that he just had, yeah. but it just wasn't a good scenario, good situation for him from the get. But Curtis looked good. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but I agree with you 100 percent in what we were just saying. Do not get, do not fall in love with the fact that now you got, you know, you've had some finishes on the feet. Let's go back and let's make sure who. And it goes based off of opponent, to be honest. Darkest doesn't strike me as someone who has one, like I said, that one crunch power. No, that he's one born. crunch knockout power. I mean, he's he got can, power. He's got power. He's a heavyweight. He can swat, but he's not. He doesn't have that Derek Lewis, no, or that no. fucking Francis Ngannou type power. No, yeah. and I don't know many people that do. No, it's exactly <laughs> it. So, 
Um, okay, so the next fight down for the think about this. When did he get knocked out by Derek Lewis? Wasn't it in December? Two, yeah, two fights ago. Was it two fights ago? Well, it was. Well, no, no I think it was, was this last fight, fight back. His first fight back. Yeah, his last. This fight. is his first fight back, and that I was guess. in December. Yeah. Right. When was Dawkins' lost? That's what I'm saying. Dawkins lost to Derek Lewis, I believe, in December. What? Was it? Oh, when did Curtis lose to Dawkins? I mean, oh, that was Derek a while Lewis. ago. That was yeah, that was Derek more Lewis. of a while ago. That was last year, but yeah. Was it? Uh, all right, there you go. It's was December 18th. Got it. Okay, so that was so, Dawkins. When did when did Curtis lose to him to Derek Lewis? October. <clears throat> maybe uh, February. Maybe in the summer. February. Oh, he lost a while ago. Oh, he beat yeah. Rosenstruck. So he lost. So it, that was over a year ago. Yeah. Okay. He's got two wins, or he's got, but no, he's got two wins. The whole my whole point is this: Look, it's March 26. Yeah. Right. So basically, let's say December 26. Right. January, February. No, he got knocked out. Mm -hmm. Normally, you have a medical suspension of at least sixty to ninety days, and that's supposedly no contact. And he was main eventing this fight. Came back a little too soon from being yep. knocked out. You know, this can affect you, and it can make it to where that, like, he got hit by a big shot. I'm not, but you can be more susceptible. You, you got to give your brain time to recover if he had torn his knee out or if he had broken arm everyone would understand why he was out for that you know two to three months without training not getting back in a fight because he's been training for this fight and you just look and you go you get you're coming back too soon man you got to give yourself that rest yeah and the other thing too is that not only did he come back then he he's probably already started training like a couple weeks after he came back absolutely so i'd say probably two three weeks getting ready for yes. a main event just not started, good i want to be i want to do six day week camp i mean yeah not enough time for your brain to, to heal up nope uh alexa grasso joanne wood Woo. i didn't see her getting a submission <laughs> I didn't call that one. I was like, she's feeling a little bit better on, more on the ground though these days. I mean, she's yeah. been working on the ground. She's been yes. feeling a little bit better, yeah. a little bit better on the ground. Almost like because you know her and Alejandro Lara from Bellator, the two of them were training partners for a long time. I don't know if they still are, but then during that time when they were training together, they started really working towards their their submission game, and I've seen the transitions get a little bit better. I didn't see her getting the finish in the in the grappling area. I thought uh, Joanne would be able to survive in terms yeah. of grappling wise, but. Nicely but, done. But if you go back and you watch that, I was like, where are you putting your hands? Because Joanne, when that whole takedown scenario, and she kind of sat back, yeah. her hand goes down and it's on the mat. And I'm like, what do you get your hand off the mat? Right? Arm goes around, she tries to reach yeah. up. You know, it's like, ah. you know, it's like that momentary lapse of just not thinking about what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I love Joanna. She's a sweetheart. I love John Wood. He's a great guy. Uh, I know this is crushing her and stuff, but, you know, this is what happens when, you know, time moves on and you got these young studs coming up and look at Alexa. Alexa Grasso's been here for a while now and she's, you know, she stepped in. She's she has some hard young. fights. She she's is. super young, though. I think you know? she's like 27, 28. You know, but, I don't know if she's that old. But she, uh, she's going to be... She's going to be in the UFC and fighting for a while. She's yeah. good. Yeah. You know, she'll stand and bang, and now her ground game is getting there. It's going to be interesting to watch how far she goes. 
Well, John, let's talk about the next two of the best fights on the whole card, which is what we called, basically. I mean, I don't understand why these two fights weren't higher up. And I get it, Alexa Grasso being, you know, who she is and getting the finish, which she actually lived up to it. But I thought that these two next fights should have oh, been the co-main and the, the, the yeah, co-main. Co I. I don't know how you want to call it. That's all right. But, man, Matt Brown <laughs> and Barbarina just delivered. From beginning to end, it was a great fight. All I got to say is, thank you, both of you. <laughs> thank you very much. Matt Brown, you're a stud. Brian Barbarina, you're a stud. I love both you guys. I, I said, we, we talked about this. I said, man, that's going to be a great fight. Just yeah. because they just both go for it. But, man, you have to, the inside fighting of those guys, what they were doing in that phone booth, tied up the elbows that were coming across and the shots that they were landing, Beautifully done, hard, and 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 most people do not do well with Matt Brown in that range in that clinch. He usually gets the better of everyone. I don't think he got the better of Barbarana. Barbarana got the better of him in this fight. Yeah, see, I you and I were texting back close. and forth, and I yeah. thought Matt Brown won the fight. And I and yeah. I text you also. I said I'm not going to argue if Barbarina wins the fight, but I mean, I wouldn't I, argued I had, either way. Yeah, I had Matt Brown winning rounds one and two. I had him losing round three. And it was a close, it was close. Um, how did you have, okay, how did you have Matt winning the second round when he got just waylaid? Yeah, he he did take some big shots, but I had him, he was the one kind of pushing Barbarina around a little bit. But I he had was him winning hurt that. bad. He did get hurt, he did get hurt, but I, I looked at it too, he controlled more of that round though in that fight with but some bigger shots. But he got hurt constant. bad. Who was close to finishing that round? Yeah, it was towards the end of the round. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I, yeah. I still had Matt. I mean, I get maybe, maybe. Hey, John, maybe I'm just a little old and biased. Maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really like for me. Like I, I looked at, I looked at Matt doing. He controlled more of the round, did a lot of damage in the in the first parts. Not obviously. Look, when you're dealing with someone who's younger, that's the other thing that I look at though too. When I look at the older fighters. They don't take damage as well as the younger fighters. Of course they, they take don't. it and they walk through. With Matt, every time he got hit in the third round, it looked like it affected him. Oh, it yeah. spun him. It turned him a little bit to the left, turned him a little bit to the right, whatever it was. He kind of hunched over. He always kind of fights that way regardless. But before he could walk through shots and just keep coming, how Barbarina did tonight, he just didn't have that same. He's older. He got tired. That's really what it, yeah, he got tired. He, he got, got tired. To, but to fight at that pace, John. Oh yeah. I think oh no, no, no. You no, put a no. a twenty five year old. In there I am not. Tired. I am not. It's not like he was not in shape. He was. Yeah. He took some big shots, and that where the the the, the wrestling that he was doing, and look, yeah. he was successful with a lot of his wrestling and yeah. take in the takedowns and stuff, but that got him tired. Yeah. And the shots he took got him tired. It, it punched a hole in his gas tank, and man, he just hung tough. Look at both guys. Yeah. I, you know. All I can say is, thank you. You guys were fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, look, one judge agreed with me. <laughs> That's the way I look <laughs> the at it. The guy from Ohio. One, one judge oh, agreed with me. Uh, <laughs> and then Kaikar France versus uh, Askarov. When we talked about this in the midweek show, I read the comments. John, let me repeat to you what some of these comments said. Okay. Oh, it's going to be boring. It's going to be a hump fest. It's going to be wrestle fuck. It's going to be Ascroft's going to hold him down. Da 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 da. Hmm. I told you guys, man, this was going to be a good fight. Now, I did explain that if he couldn't stop early takedowns, it was going to be a hard night for him. He had to stop some early takedowns. That first round didn't go his way, but he came in. 
in that second and third round, like just realizing how to keep the distance, lower stance, keeping his hips back, letting the uppercut, letting the, the jabs to the body and the, and the right below the chin go. He was doing a lot of good things. Came over the loopy stuff, but then still put the jab down low. He did a Kai Car France delivered tonight. Good job. I thought it was extremely close. I thought it was gonna be a split decision, not a unanimous one, but it was it was a good fight. It was a very good fight. No, it was Congrats. a great fight. And I I thought it was uh I thought Kai Kara France won. I thought obviously As Asker won the first round. You know, there was no doubt about that. But the second round, Kai Kara France definitely won and so it all came down to the third and i really looked at it what the difference of it was what you saw from askarov he was trying to control the fight instead of trying to damage and win the fight while yeah. car kaikara france was trying to damage his opponent and win the fight that's why he that's why he's the guy that got the win yeah because you know? i had texted you after i was like do you think france won and you're like yeah and i was like oh, i was i was thinking they were going to give it to askarov based off of the Trying to get the takedowns, had a yeah. couple of moments where he was controlling the situation, but there was no nothing really going on. It was no, just him no holding the leg. Yeah, no nothing going on. So yep. that was it. And then the other fight that I mean, I, I can't overlook this fight as well was that cool. we also talked about this Neil Magny and Max Griffin. I, I, you and I were texting back and forth, but I said I thought Max won the fight. I thought he won rounds one and two. I thought he won them. I, I thought he won them. I thought no, he I won say convincingly, but I thought he won. He won them. You know, I he won round like, oh, one over convincingly. The top. Yeah, he, convincingly he, he, won, he won round that one. That was just like Neil won round three convincingly, yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, and this is one of those ones where I look at, again, especially the way Neil Magny ends the fight. I don't have a problem that he you know, ended up getting it, but I, I did thought at the time when I watched the fight, I thought that Max took the second round. So yeah. I think I would have had a 29-28. Uh, but you, you know, I, and I was talking about, eh, this could be a 10-8 round. You know, and, yeah. And then Max ended up coming back and stuff in a little bit. And so no one gave him the 10 eights. But look, Neil, I'll watch Neil Magny fight anytime. I'll watch Max Griffin fight anytime. They both come to, you know, fight. You got to give Neil Magny's tough as hell. He got put on his ass, and that was a big shot. And he freaking got himself back from that. And you look and you go, dude, because you can see when he's clear. You. Neil Magny doesn't really have a reverse until yeah. he's hurt and then he'll back up, you know, and you can, and then all of a sudden he's starting to move forward. You go, he's, he's feeling good again, man. Yeah. He, he knows where he's at. He knows what he's doing. And just the dude is tough as fucking nails. Yeah. But gr I thought it was a great fight between the two of them. They both put it out there. Split decision. You know, I, I can understand. It's okay. Yeah, I agree. I, th I thought, like you said, they both left it out there. They both had a good. They both had good performances. I thought Neil lost, and I'm a Neil fan. Yep. Uh, I thought when we did the breakdown in the midweek show, we said, "Look, Max, I think he's good for a round, round and a half, because Neil's pressure is going to wear down on him. He's going to start slowing down a lot, yep. which we saw in the third round. Yes, we did. I, he started slowing down towards the very end of the he's, second round. Yeah, he was slowing down. But I still gave him the second round. I still gave yeah. him the second round. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad. It just it was kind of one of those things. I feel I feel bad for Max because I feel like Max won the first two rounds and then he survived the third round. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of criticism because we didn't talk about the uh, Mark. How do you say his last name? Daikesi. Daikesi, and Dikesi. we didn't talk about this fight last week. I don't even want to butcher this guy's name. So we didn't talk <laughs> about this fight. And the reason why we didn't talk about this fight is, I mean, at least at least the reason why I didn't bring it up. Is because, and I knew it was a different type of game plan. The guess he was, he, I didn't know he was going to fight that style, but I didn't see this fight being a super exciting fight. 
it ended up living up to the way I thought. And I'm not trying to point out that I was right. I'm just simply saying I didn't see stylistically like when I was taught with this fight. Diakis is really good. He just doesn't fight to his potential. Really, yeah. He's really good. He just doesn't fight to his potential the majority of the time. And so when I look at fights, when I'm looking through these and who I can talk about outside of bigger names, okay, like you always want to talk about the bigger names. I'm not trying to butcher these guys. I'm just simply saying some of the fights just didn't live up. Like some of these fighters don't live up to their potential. And he's one of the fighters that he has great moments, but he doesn't, he doesn't live to his potential. And so I sometimes just comb over him. And that's just me. I don't know what John, why we didn't talk about it in terms of why John didn't want to talk about it, but that's that was my feeling. I saw people talking about us in the comments saying, you guys, you missed out on this. is going to be a great fight. This is going to be a great fight. Well, look. And John, uh, he just didn't... blamed you. John, he just blamed you for yeah, not yeah, talking. Yeah. No, 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 no. People <laughs> no, in the comments. No, no, no. I didn't blame He wasn't John, blaming me. No. But it, it's the, no. the truth The truth about Dicassi is, like, he's a dynamic striker. Yeah. And you don't expect him to wrestle. And I, I was shocked Yeah, watching him in this fight. And at first, you know, it was like, well, I can see he's trying to he's trying to put it there. So Borshoff is isn't in that feeling like, oh, I won't take you down. But then he came back and it just continued to do the same thing. And obviously it was his game plan and it worked and it got him a win because, you know, he's had some man. If you do you remember his fight against Fazeev? You know, yes. And I thought that was going to be, you know. A great fight between the two strikers, yeah. and it was it was it was a good fight, but Fazeev really put it on him in the first couple of rounds. But then I guess he came, you know, hung tough. I mean, he took some huge shots in that fight, and actually in the third, he was actually fighting well. Yeah, you know, not enough to get the win, but you know, the guy can fight. He's a he's a good athlete. He is a stud fighter, and if he can bring in you know, a grappling game to go along with his stand-up, he's going to be a lot more dangerous guy. I agree. So, you know, I, I'm looking at it, and and although it it was not the fight that I thought it was going to be as far as matchup-wise and what was going to happen and everything, it was a pretty interesting fight for me. And to watch Mark go about doing what he did and then go back to it and show me, man, that's his game plan. That's what he wants yeah. to do. And she, that he's showing everybody else, hey, I'm changing up. I'm going to be better at everything. I'm not going to be a one one trick pony, and that makes him a dangerous guy. And I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing him in his next fight. I'm not saying that I don't like watching him fight. Okay. I do. I'm, okay. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan, but it seems like when I watch him, he doesn't live up to his potential. I've seen yeah. him have great moments in fights. I've seen him have great fights, but then there's a lot of times where I'm like, man, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I don't know if it's the game plan of the coaching. I don't know if it's the game plan. This was a smart game plan because it worked. And I what? like the idea he's building his repertoire of being a full MMA fighter. He's not just a stand-up guy. I'm okay with it, but it just seemed like when I saw this comparison between the two fighters, like, ah, this can be one of those fights where he's going to be sprawling and brawling, circling, circling, not doing a whole lot. I didn't think he was going to wrestle, to be honest. <laughs> I thought he was going to I thought he was gonna more just circle, circle, throw one shot, one shot. Yeah. And remember how we got on uh, – What's the guy's name from uh, Thailand that trained with Mike Swick? Cop? Cop? Uh, Manel? Manel? Oh, Manel Kip. Manel Kip. Yeah, him. Same thing. Remember when he came in? I was like, he's so good everywhere. Da, da, da. But then so he fast. just didn't live. And I see a little bit of the two of them being very similar. Yeah. You know, and just they they, they circle, they stick. They stick him. Like it's, it's like, okay, live up to your potential. You guys are so good. And so that's more of me, just uh, my own personal reasons. Um, I thought the Curtis Gutierrez fight, phenomenal fight. 
Oh, Chris Gutierrez? Yes. Yes. And uh, I don't even know how you say the, the Mongolian guy's name, but Donna. Donna? Yeah. But it was it was a good fight. Donna was walking him down, trying to land the heavy, hard shots. Gutierrez was putting some positions, throwing a low-level calf kick. Great fight. Great fight IQ. His chin was a little up a couple times. Got a little nervous there. I was watching him like, ooh, ooh, circle out. Mm -hmm. Hands were down. Um, but then came out. Beautiful spinning back spinning fist. Back fist oh yeah, God. nicely done. It's just weird because you have Molly McCann last week, and now you've got this this week, and we haven't seen a lot of them in the history of the sport. You know, I'm sure they've been thrown, but in terms of oh, finishes, yeah. you haven't seen a lot of them. I think a total of maybe like six, six or something like that. Oh, not in the history said. of the sport. Maybe, That's maybe what they for, said the tonight. for the no, UFC. They said, oh, maybe, yeah, in the sport. Yeah, the history of the sport. The history of the UFC. Yeah. So, in the sport of UFC. Freudian slip. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I thought I thought Gutierrez looked good. I thought he looked uh, smooth. He fought very patient. He was, you know, Donna or whatever was throwing heavy, heavy hands. He's got power. Oh. You could tell. And yeah, I was he like, was, Man, this, this dude, he was fight. loading up on that right yeah. hand, though. Yeah. I mean, he was telegraphing. It's like, slow the roll, son. Mm. Nice and easy. Did you watch, uh, and then I watched the next one too, uh, I don't even know how you say it, Kizarev and yeah. Tululian or whatever. Tululian? Tululian or whatever. Tululian or something uh, like that, yeah. He was looking good. I'll just call him Dennis because that's easier. De Dennis was looking good in the first round. He had some good combinations, throwing some straight punches, but he took the fight on short notice and got tired. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of it. You could see about four minutes into the first round, he was done. He was done. Came out into the second and just didn't have the gas that he should have had. And he did well still a little bit in the second, but he just didn't have the gas. He was no, done. It, but you, uh, Alex Cab, you know, Kizriv, however you say it. Yeah. He's he's actually, the, the guy can wrestle. He can stand up and bang. He looked at, I was just looking at him, I was like, that dude could be a 170-pounder. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, he comes out and says, "I'm going to 170 pounds." I go, "That's a smart move right there," because <laughs> he's carrying extra I weight. Look at him. Look at you go. Yeah, he's carrying extra weight. He reminded me of uh, Kelvin Gastelum a little bit, like just size wise. Yeah, not not, not anything yeah, else. A little bit, just a no, little no, bit no. like Kelvin Gastelum. Body, like, body type, kind of body wise. type, yeah. size wise. You know, and when Kelvin, I think Kelvin first came into the sport, I think he was wearing kind of the longer shorts, the slit up the side. I think a little, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, th I think like they were doing something like that. Anyways, he had that same kind of look. I just I was like, it kind of gave me a like, Kelvin Gastelum look a little bit. He's good. He's undefeated. He's gonna need a little bit of work. You yeah, know, a little you, bit. Give him time. You know, he, he's got to move his head offline. The one thing that I saw is that he, he, has, he, th there, he doesn't move no, his head. There, there is, is no, no head movement. Of his head. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there is none. Yeah, he got hit a bunch of, he got hit a couple times with a straight right. And then I think his clean. neck is fused about as much yeah. as mine is. Yeah. yeah just... <laughs> so, um, and then, I mean, outside of that, I watched the Fiorit fight versus uh, Jennifer Maya. Yeah. That was a good fight. It was, it was I thought right. Jennifer Maya came after. Look, you've got to give it that Firo has got talent. She's got a lot of skill. She's got a, you know, that she uses that sidekick very well as a range finder and to keep people back off of her and stuff. And you got to give her credit, man. Her, her wrestling actually looked good. Yeah. She got into some, you know, clinch situations. She beautiful hip toss on Maya at one point, just yeah, everything was nice. she was doing, you know, she looked good. And so she's the real deal at 125 pounds. When you're looking at people to say, Okay, who would you you know? Who do you say has a the ability to even fight? You know, Valentina. Sorry. It's Excuse right. me. 
who has that ability to fight Valentino? There's not a whole lot that you go, oh, that's someone I, you know. So she's one that you could look and say, eh, you know what? She's got stand-up. She's got the ability. You know, she had 100% uh, takedown defense until this fight with Maya, and that's fine. Someone's going to take you down. So she ends up, you know, getting taken down, but she also reversed the position on some of them. And then she did her own takedowns. Yeah. She's getting better. And at nine and one, look, you know, she's someone that give her a couple more fights. Yeah. I think she's going to be an interesting fighter. Yeah. It's work in progress. Uh, the yeah. same thing we say about, uh, sugar, Sean, same thing we say about, uh, the yeah. uh, Patty, yep. things like that. There's certain fighters. You just got to give them a little bit more time. You know? Yep. Um, other than that, I didn't see the first two fights. I was late to the show. Okay. And then, uh, other than that, but Hey Dave, let's, uh, let's jump into some news. All right, we got this uh, first story: Sean Strickland versus Alex Perea for two, UFC two seven seven. I hate it. This pains me so much. Come on, baby, John, you were fucking right. Ooh yeah. <laughs> no, it really. This is what, John. I agree with you. I thought this fight, like you know, you said this is the fight I'd like to see. I was like, yeah, I'd like to see that fight too. But Dave, can you pull up the rankings? When you yeah. look at the rankings outside of him winning that fight, I then after, if he, let's just say he beats Strickland. Does I know he go right to saying. a title shot because Absolutely. there's wrestlers in there that First he off, just Sean. I mean, look, <laughs> Sean Strickland is a tough some bitch. All right, but he's a stand-up fighter, and and he's not a guy that's going to really be going after takedowns. You know that, right? But Josh, does he become a wrestler this fight, John? Does he become <laughs> he, a wrestler this fight? He might. He might some of it to survive because look, if there's one thing we know about Pahet man can fucking swat at 185 pounds he's got power he's got yeah. one punch knockout power he's got big time knees he's got big time kicks the guy can fucking swat no matter what you know limb you want to talk about he's got power in it so you take a look at this and, and, and this is about making money it's about entertainment like you're always talking about so if you take a guy like Pahea, is Pahea even ranked right now? Uh, I think he's up like there it. now. He just beat somebody who was ranked, so I think he's up there. He's not on there. He's, no, he's, he's not, not on there. Okay, okay. Okay. I thought he was in that like 15, so, 14 area. So he's not up there, and he's fighting a guy that's ranked number four, <clears throat> right? So if he beats that guy who's ranked number four, all right, he's going to jump way up. Yeah, and you can take a look that Whitaker has lost. Cadenier has not fought Adesanya. Vittori's lost twice to him. Brunson has lost to him. Paulo Costa's lost to him. It's very easy for the UFC to make that fight with Pahea since Pahea has beautiful footage of a knockout that he has over a guy named Israel Adesanya, and I mean yeah. a knockout. Yeah. He knocked him out. Slapped him. Yeah. Just starched him. So, it, look, at this is an easy fight for them to build if Pahea can get past Strickland. It's a good play. I, I This is why I thought, look, at, out of those guys that you're looking at, Whitaker can wrestle, Cannoneer can actually wrestle a little bit, Vittori can actually wrestle, <laughs> Brunson obviously can wrestle. So, in that top five people there, there's only one guy that really doesn't wrestle, and that's Strickland. Yeah. So that's the guy to look and say, well, if you want to put a, a pretty 
pure striker against someone, the guy that likes to stand up and bang, it's Sean Strickland. He's crazy enough to stand with Bahia. So let's see what he does. And whichever way it goes from there, then we'll figure it out. I've said this for the longest time, even when Anderson Silva was a champion. 185 is the weakest division in the in the sport. And it's, and it's no different than when I looked at Roy Jones when he was fighting at what? 189 or something like that. He was the weakest division. Whatever. But he, was, he fought up at where he started. Well, he fought all the way to heavyweight, but he's yeah, really know, at 160. But in that area, though, it was kind of one of the weaker divisions. So when Roy Jones really? fought, he was, yeah. You want to go with it's that? Not, it's, it's not what it is now. Oh, we're going to get into it later on. Anyway, <laughs> we can get into it all you want. You're in Tennessee. What do you know? <laughs> oh, my God. So, no. But I'm simply saying, like, it makes sense. Like, he's already beat Whitaker twice. He's already beat, like you just said. I'm going to repeat yeah. what you said, basically. And so when you get in there, it makes it easier for them to jump the line. To say, sure. hey. He beat Strickland, which I think, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to beat Strickland. I don't know if he is either. He took some big shots against his last opponent yep. who decided to stand with him. Mm-hmm. And he, I didn't say he got in trouble. He wasn't in, he wasn't in a lot of danger yeah, during Bruno that fight, Silver but he took some big like shots. Yeah, so he took some big shots in that fight. Strickland's going to give a, deliver some big shots and take some big shots as well. But I think Strickland also going to be a little bit smarter. I know that's uh, that Strickland and, and Smart don't really seem to go hand in hand in this conversation. <laughs> he's but a dog. He's a dog. He's but a we're dog. not talking about someone being smart. He's not the guy I normally relate this to. Yeah, he's the guy. Let's yeah. throw. Yeah, let's throw. <laughs> but I think in this in this fight, you're going to see a couple. I don't want to say a lot. You're going to see one or two takedown attempts he to should. make him think about it. He should. You're gonna see it, and then if he does get one or two, we I I think he's got enough after talking with people that have trained at the Ruka place and also wherever Strickland's at. You know, like people have trained with him say he's not bad on the ground. No, he's he's not. not, He's actually got a good ground. He's got a good ground game. Yeah. So when having the conversation about like if he gets a takedown, he may finish Bahia. So I think he takes the easy route. I'm just being honest. I don't think he stands. I think he builds up the fight. Talks a lot of shit. I think he stands a tiny bit, but he gets a takedown, and I think the fight ends. And I, I want Pahea to get to the to the easy fight because I'd like to see that. But I think Strickland understands what's at stake, and that's called money. Money is at stake, and I need to get that win, and that win makes a big difference. Yeah. So, and that puts him that puts Strickland right in the conversation. Like, hey, you guys are gonna probably jump me or jump everyone to get because he's already beat everyone below. Well, there, all he's got to say, see, all, all Sean's got to say is real simple, dude. I just, I was a company man. I yeah. took the fight that you wanted him to I take. I took the D. I took the Dana and, D, <laughs> and as, I, as he would say. And I got a, I, I put out or I beat the guy that knocked your champion out. Is there anyone else you want to put yeah. it up there? So. Well, because is, isn't Cannoneer already locked in? It's him next? Yes. Yeah, so Cannoneer's next. And then if, yeah. after that, it would be that's right. that's the whole probably point. the winner of this fight, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. absolutely. All right, Dave, next. Total. All right, next story. Um. Nate Diaz found his polite voice and he came out and requested his <laughs> release him. from the UFC. He tweets, uh, I would like to request to be released from the UFC at Dana White at Hunter. I apologize for asking online, but you don't give me a fight ASAP. I got shit to do. I got shit still to managed, do. Still managed to throw you a You gotta shit love the man. Hey, he's got yeah. shit to do. I believe him. <laughs> I love I think him. he does too. I, I think he does too. Hey, I mean, I, I I shouldn't be doing this. I apologize for doing this online, but yeah, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. You guys, awesome. we, this is this is uh, this is this is um, from every this promotion. Is, it's the Pro- game. pretty much almost every promotion. This is the game. This is the contract game. This is what the they're game. gonna do. If you guys haven't figured it out yet, they hold you until the bitter end. 
to see if you'll take a fight that they desire, that makes it easier for them to promote whoever the young talent is. They've offered him Chimaev, I've heard twice. They've he's turned it down. But then the week later, he says, I'll fight this guy, which makes that which means that his contract's back open. <clears throat> as soon as he says, I will fight him, him, and him, it means that he's available to fight. Which means they can't extend his contract for four months if they want Not to. For that long, yeah. Not for they, that long, yeah. So then they basically, so basically what he's saying is, I'm ready to fight, but I'm ready to fight, you know, within this realm of fighters. Yeah. And they've offered him someone that a couple times who he doesn't want to fight. And it makes sense. Why would I want to fight someone who, I mean, don't get me wrong, Chimaev has a name, but to the casual fan, he doesn't have a name. To the, the hardcore fans, he's got a big name. He's, he's making his rounds. The people are making him famous. But to the casual fan, you know, the let's just say the Halle Berry's, the stars at home, they don't know who he is. They don't know who he is. Did you just and say so, the Halle Berry? You know what I mean. Like, you know, she, the, the the casual MMA Hollywood style. What are you talking about, man? She fans. made a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she Bruised. So Did you see that? This is what they this is what they do. Promotions do this. And it's smart on their part. Like if you're a promotion, it's smart to to drag your your top talent. To the bitter end. I mean, outside of trying to piss them off, because I mean, it sounds like he's going to leave. Now, I like I, I've said this for the longest time. I think he leaves to fight Jake Paul. You know, he's going to leave to fight boxing. He's going to make five, maybe ten, whatever, whatever the millions are. He's going to make a lot of money. He's like, why? I could fight one guy boxing yeah. eight rounds, get rest in between each round, and and go on to do whatever it is I want to do after that. But Instead, let me... why would I fight killers in the UFC okay, two or but, three more times? Lo, okay, but let's be honest. Don't you think? That he could make as much fighting Connor. I think they're dangling that carrot, but with that carrot comes a multiple contract, a multiple yeah, fight contract. I, I know that. And here's the other thing. But if it's Is about the, the money, yeah, yeah. But he'll, let me he'll let make me ask that you money this. either way. Let me ask you this: which one's which one's an easier fight? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm going to the boxing route. Okay, going the boxing route, and then on top of that, though, is, let's just say it's not the easier fight. He gets he he's gonna train just boxing only one. He doesn't have to train jujitsu. He doesn't have to train wrestling. He's just trained boxing, which he can do, which he does majority of the time, anyways. That on top of that, then he gets breaks every three minutes versus every five minutes, and it's gonna be probably just an eight round fight. It won't be ten. It won't. I can't imagine it being ten, but it'll probably just be an he eight round. Should fight. make it ten. All right, let's make it ten then. But he still gets a break. Every three minutes, he gets a minute yeah. break. Every three he's minutes, a, like, he's already he's already, he's a good cardio fighter anyway. Yeah, so I mean, I'm looking at it in terms of he's like, look, and I fight this one guy, whatever. I mean, fighting Connor to me is better for him in terms of his uh, his legacy. Legacy. I don't think fighting because if he does lose, let's just say he loses to Jake Paul, it's <laughs> fucked. It's fucked. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a shitty situation. But, Josh, uh, how, but I, how does it work for um for the contract? Because they have to offer him three fights in a year. So which point, like, is that inside a calendar year? And if so, at what point yeah. is it too late in the year to be able for them to be able to offer him three fights to where that starts affecting the contract? Well, no, no. If go no. ahead, John. They, if, if if they offer him three fights in a year, every time he turns a fight down, it extends his that, contract. That, yeah, so that it, year is if, no longer a year. Yeah. If he if he they have to give him. It'll be within the contract. You will be offered three fights within this calendar year. Okay? And so if he takes those three fights, he'll get those three fights within the one-year period. Now, if he 
turns one of those fights down or he ends up accepting the fight and then he has to pull out because he gets injured or anything like that. That contract gets extended based upon, well, we offered you the fight and you weren't able to take it. So we didn't, you know, we, we upheld our part of the bargain. You weren't able to uphold yours. So it extends out to the next one. And so it does extend the time on it. Yeah. But like right now where Chemayev is, he has a fight. Chemayev has a fight, right? And we know that they yeah. want him to get beat, beat by Chemayev yeah. um, to make Chemayev look good. But like right now they can't offer him the Chemayev fight. So, so that's why they're yeah. not, that's why they're holding out right now. And he's going, Hey, how, how about him? How about him? How about him? Yeah. How about him? So which which is continuing his time on. So like if he turned a fight down and say, let's just say he turned a fight down in January, but then a week later, that basically extended his his contract for four months. As soon as he says he's ready to fight, so a week later he goes, I want to fight Dustin Poirier, or I want to fight Conor McGregor when he returns, or whoever. That basically activates his contract again. So that four months no longer exists. It's gone now. That doesn't extend his contract now, four months. Now that from, it extended it the one week. But that, that doesn't mean that they have to give him that fight no. within a certain amount of time. They just have to, if he signs to, for that fight, they can put that fight down the road. We'll say three months, four months. You know, yeah. If he takes it, he takes it. But he's doing, he's doing something very smart. As soon as he turns the fight down, a week later he says, no, I want Dustin Poirier, or no, I want this guy, I want this guy. Because he knows so it activates. It doesn't make it, it to where he, they his can contract They can't just freeze him out. Yeah, so they can't just continue to keep extending him unless he keeps turning the fight down. And he's he turned it down, sure, but then he says, I'm ready to fight. Once he says he's ready to fight and he's healthy and ready to go, they have to activate his contract again. So he's only been he's probably only extending his, his contract like a week or two couple every single weeks. time. Yeah, a couple of weeks. So <sighs> anyways. Well, that I hope good. to see him fight. I want to see him fight Dustin. That's the fight I want to see. That's the, the yeah. one that I really want to see. Next. All right, last story we're gonna wrap up on. Um is the Kobe Covington George Masvidal situation? Um, yeah. Apparently, Kobe's pressed charges against George, and uh, his ninety thousand dollar Rolex being damaged <laughs> is a part of that um, that alleged um, assault situation. Yeah. Sounds like a mess. Yeah, John, I said this last week. I'm going to say it again, and I, and if you guys don't agree with me, you guys can go watch DC uh, and what RC DC and RC. Yeah. You can even go watch uh, Luke Thomas and those guys as well. They basically just Luke said Thomas the and same. Brian Campbell. And Brian Campbell. They they said exactly what I said. There's certain people that grew up in an environment that the rules just don't apply. And if you guys don't like it, and Colby's not one of those guys. New. No. And that's the problem. Like, DC, is, it brought it up. He's like, look, George is a guy that like, grew up on the street. And, they, and he said, like, Colby, he was there or whatever at some restaurant. Like with by himself or with one friend that's not going to get down if he's going to get down. If George walked up, I'm sorry, but George's going to get down with probably three or four other guys behind him going, we're here to we're here to do our part. And Colby's not that guy. Colby's the guy that can probably he walks around probably in confidence just by himself with a friend or maybe he has no friends. I don't know. But he just he's out doing whatever, feeling like he doesn't need to worry about other people. But when you talk the way you talked. And someone said, and I saw all the comments, guys. Oh, he didn't say anything about his family. When what what I mean is this: if you didn't say anything about his kids, what he said was things that would interrupt a family lifestyle. That's what you guys have to remember. If somebody said, "Hey," if I turned to John and said, and I turned to John's wife and I made it public record, be like, "Oh yeah, I seen John cheat on you all these times." That is interrupting your family flow. You understand what <laughs> I'm saying? Like that's talking shit about your family. 
That is interrupting my my family situation. Whether it's true or not, there's like a code between boys. You do not, and not even boys, just the male code, is you don't go and like report your business to, to, to whoever's wife. Oh, I saw your boy cheat on the, your bitch. And I, I I like I like Kobe I like him a lot I like him I like his I like him as a fighter I like his shtick I like I, all of that I love it but in this situation you have to understand you didn't grow up the way that this guy did and the things that you said it goes beyond being a fighter and the in the build up to the fight and that's the problem and I said that too remember what I said about Stephen A Stephen A says things sometimes he doesn't realize one of these times these MMA guys are gonna find you in an elevator and they're oh, yeah. gonna slap the shit out of you. Gonna, and that's the, the problem. The elevator's going to open up and someone's going to be on the ground unconscious. And that's I the problem. Doubt, I doubt it's going to be the MMA fighter. Yeah, I doubt it too. But And and, and look, and I'm not saying, and this is the other thing, a takeaway. I'm giving it to you guys like Raw. These guys with DC and the guys with uh, and Luke Thomas, they're going to be very PC about it, the way that they present it. They work for a network. John and I have a podcast. We don't have to work for that. We don't have to say those things. I'm just being very upfront. I don't condone what, what George Masvidal did. And I like George as a person. I like him as a fighter. I do not condone this no, thing. You can't do I that. think if I think he should have walked up to him face to face and said, you know what? Let's get down on the street now and see how it turns out. What he did, the side thing, the from the side, wearing a hoodie and a mask, whatever it is. I don't I don't condone that. That to me was not that's not cool. That's not right. That's that that's not even like street stuff. That's just not right. No, that is. I just simp- it is, but not, not, not. No, it not, is not for real though, John. Yeah, well, if if you're that guy in the street, but George's that- not that guy. What's that? George's not that guy. That's that's my point. George is not. He shouldn't have leveled himself to that low level. That's stuff you see in gangs. I agree. That's stuff you see yeah. like in the in like just dirty stuff, right? He's he's so talented and good enough. He could have walked up and said, "You know what? Let's handle it now in the streets." The streets is a lot different. Then when you're fighting someone in the cage, everyone's well, like, oh, yes, we could is. just handle in the cage 25 minutes. Look, man, no, no, if no, I no, fight no, you in no, the no. streets, my yeah, fingers go no in rules. your eyes. My, yeah, there are yeah, no rules. I'm headbutting you. I'm headbutting oh, you. I'm elbowing you. Everything. I'm pulling out your eye. I'm doing everything. Yeah. This is different. Now, if that was the situation that, that George wanted to approach, then he should have done it that way. Yeah. I, it just, I didn't, I didn't, obviously... I'm going off on this tangent, but and I'm letting you. It just—I know you're letting me do it, <laughs> good, good, and I appreciate that. But I expected, like I said, I don't condone what George did. And then with Colby, to me, that was just—it's just one of those things. You have to understand. There's a limit. Some of these guys, like George and other guys, they're—they're they're not playing around like that, man. They're—they're just—they're not. There's certain guys that are not. Khabib made it very clear. He don't—they're not going to play around that way either. They like to talk. They don't talk smack, but they—they they will. Dish it out. They will find you. They will talk to you face to face. And there's other fighters that will do that as well. I didn't like the way this, I don't like the way this whole thing was handled, but it was a situation that it escalated beyond what it should have been. And George's going to end up doing some, I don't know if he's going to do time, but he's going to get into some trouble. You don't think so? No. He's going to end up paying for a fucking watch that's not his. (laughs) (laughs) He's got money though, man. He's got money. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, the one the one thing that I thought was interesting out of this whole thing, since you covered all that, I'm not going to even get into it. But I'm going to get into Khabib because Khabib basically came out and said, "Oh, the, that's right." The entire welterweight division should refuse to fight Colby Covington. And I was like, "Damn, yeah, man, you're going all the way there because of this." But yeah, I can see where someone could say, "Hey, if you want to talk all that stuff and you want to be that guy." 
then when this stuff happens, I'm not saying that I think it's right, but don't go running to, I'm going to press charges and I'm going to sue and all those things. Just, you can't have it both ways. And so I, I thought, I thought it was interesting. He said, you know what the whole welterweight, should, everyone should just refuse to fight, freeze them out. Then we'll see. I was like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not, sorry, a I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not a, like, I'm Khabib. I look at him uh, like a brother. I really care for him a lot, but I'm not part of the cancel culture either. No. I don't like that. You know what? If you want, if you want, get in there, beat him up, shut him up. That's the way I look at it when it comes to the fight game. Now, the way George handled it, I didn't condone that. I don't, I don't, I don't condone that either. I'm simply You're just saying not condoning that anything. It's a street fight, though. When it comes out, <laughs> he should have walked right up to him and said, let's make it a street fight now. It's a different different rules, different setting, everything. Well, it's real off, life. It's, if he's going to sit there, and this is what I, the way I look at it, he doesn't have to sit there and tell him, hey, let's make it a street fight. He can walk right up and punch him in the mouth. Yeah, that's true. Okay? I don't have a problem with that. The sucker punch him from behind or yeah. anything, is that's what you go, hey, you probably... That's not yeah. that's not being an upfront. No, I agree. I want the person to know who did it. I'm not arguing with you there. I agree. That's why I said I don't like the way he handled that. And I, I'm a George fan. And I'm a Colby fan. And I don't like the way he's handling the rebuttal on it, pressing charges. You know, and Khabib brought up some good points. You start talking about people's families. You start yeah. bringing the family into it. Look, you want to build a fight? Build a fight. I yeah. got enough dirt. I got I, enough dirt on you being a scumbag or whatever it is you want to say, but I don't have to bring your family and your kids and and how you, you know and all these other things with you. I don't have to bring that into it. He didn't direct. Let's though. build a fight, huh? He just called. He just called George a deadbeat dad. No, no. He said somebody cheated on his wife. That right there is. That's that's like me basically calling up your wife and saying or doing it publicly. Yeah, man. I've seen Dave cheat on his wife several times. Then what? Yeah. And even if it's your not wife, true. Now your wife starts. Now your wife starts well, asking questions. And even if it's not kids, true, did, did I now, just throw a monkey wrench in your entire relationship? Yes. Yeah. While you're trying to do a fight camp, by the way. You know, it's, I'm just being like, those type of things are not, those are not the situations that, those are not the circumstances to bring these up. Like, you want to talk shit, you want to call me whatever you want, cool. I don't, like, to me, when he said Debbie dad, okay, Debbie dad, maybe I don't spend as much time with my kids as you should. Maybe that's, maybe that's what he meant. But then when he came out and said the, I've seen him cheat on his wife and he brought up his wife's name, all this, like, that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. No, you don't talk about people's yeah. families. You can say whatever yeah, you want out. about the person. Go ahead. They're no. the person that's going to be in there. They get to punch you in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Other than that, leave out the families. More drama to come, I'm sure. More I'm drama sure. to come. Sure. Uh, John, very nice uh, free cane shirt. Um, Thank you we're very gonna much. Actually, we're going to actually attach a link to our uh, page um, coming up here so you guys can support Kane if you guys would like and uh, all pick the, up a free cane shirt. Buy one of these. All the money goes to Kane's family. Mm -hmm. So uh, they need the help. Um, do it yep yes and then go to uh wayneandpodcast.com pick up some of our merch if you guys can and um we've got two new shirts that are out we've got the hindsight is 50 50 which dave did a great job on that one i love that one it actually comes on a heather gray also that's a bomb bomb one and then the and still hashtag and still is up that's another great one that dave did dave you did some good work buddy on these on these ones i like it good job you know it's nice homo, job. homo weird here Go go to WayneHipPodcast.com. No one understood a word you just we said. We just have to go week to week with listening to Josh, and we'll have a new T-shirt every week <laughs> yes, for yes. Joshisms. We're oh, just gonna man. we're gonna we're just gonna do the Joshisms one through ten. Yeah, do I these so. do these come in? Can we get these in kids shirts? Uh, yes, you can. Yes, all right. Yeah. Cool. How many kids are listening to the podcast? 
Yeah, with, you the, know. with the way that you talk. Hey, but no, Ooh. but some of the yeah, but some but some of the dads are asking if just uh, changed my language. Shirts, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, pick up uh, pick up the hindsight is fifty fifty shirt as well as the beast mode shirt, our original logo, the OG logo, and then you've also got the hashtag and steel and all of our other shirts that are up in all different colors. Check it out at wayneandpodcast.com. John, take us away. For everyone out there, I hope you had as much fun watching the fights this weekend. One was fantastic. The UFC, fantastic. A lot of good fights out there. I hope you enjoyed. Do us a favor and be good to someone. Make someone's day special, and we will see you.